Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Deck maintenance isn't fun. Move the furniture and barbecue, sand and prep, paint, seal, or get a low-maintenance Trex deck. The only color fade you'll have to deal with is watching the sunset. Trex, the world's number one decking brand. Off the Bench with Paul Hazelby and Jimmy Williams. Great to have your company on this Saturday morning. It is Jimmy Williams with Mark Reddings filling in for Paul Hazelby. Skeeter, how are you going? Uh, Jimmy, always good to chat with you and uh, plenty happening in the world of football. Of course, it's trade period. And it goes for a fair while because there's toing, throwing, negotiating. At the end of the day, there have been a couple of deals done. Most importantly, uh, from a, a local point of view, the Fremantle Dockers and the West Coast Eagles getting busy. So there's a bit happening on that front and a couple of players heading west, which is fantastic to see. Yeah, Sam Petrevsky seaton made the move from Carlton to West Coast. And, of course, there's a story that won't go away involving a Fremantle player, Rory Lobb, and a potential move back home. And, Skeet, I want to do this. The Dig. Dial before you dig. The essential first step. Don't dig yourself into a hole. Dial before you dig. It is the essential first step. Earlier this week, Skeet, you and Carl on Sports Day had a chat with Peter Bell, the general manager of football for the Fremantle Dockers. A story that won't go away because there's so much noise around Rory Lobb's future. And, and there was there was a story earlier this year that, there was, that he might have been heading back to Victoria. And now there's a story that he might be heading back to the club that traded him to Fremantle in the GWS Giants. And I just want to have a cheeky dig at Colin Young, player manager, a great man and a, and a person who was very good at his job. But he claimed that Peter Bell broke the cone of silence between the clubs and the player managers. But Skeet, that's what every fan wants to hear. They want to hear what they want to hear some transparency. They want to hear what's going on. And they want to hear why clubs are circling Rory Lobb. It was fascinating sitting across the table from Peter Bell him talking so openly, so honestly. Now, let's be honest here, Jimmy. At times, uh, you know, the football operations manager, in this case, Peter Bell, he's not going to tell you everything. He's not going to show his whole hand to not only the public but also rival clubs. But he showed a, a fair bit more honesty than I thought we've seen from other clubs going back in time yep. with trade period. And look, whether Colin Young, as I say, he does a fantastic job, but if he's upset by... Uh, that breach, as he says, of, of confidentiality, then, uh, look, uh, as it stands, we're in the media. So for us, it's a win. For us as footy supporters, we get to know a little bit more about this possible trade, which it's one of the more weirder uh, possibilities we've seen during this uh, 10 to 12-day period, simply because it's come almost out of the blue. We know that uh, Rory and his partner uh, initially, we believe, wanted to go back to Victoria, yep. uh, given that Rory's partner is, is the daughter of Steve Rossich. And there's an obvious um, link with that because he works at Victoria Racing, etc. So that seemed to be the, the first port of call. And now the Giants have ended up in the mix. It's become murky. It's become dangerous for, I guess, all parties to work out where it's going to land. But I, I still suspect that there's another twist in this plot, although Peter Bell pretty confident 
that Lobb will stay at the Dockers. Well, what about you, Skeet? What do you think is going to happen? Do you, can you see Rory Lobb? I mean, it, it's the noise that, I mean, if, if there's people talking about it, there's obviously interest from clubs and there's obviously an interest uh, from Colin Young to at least investigate the possibility that Lobb might be changing clubs. Where, where do you sit, Skeet? Can you see him playing for Fremantle next year? Well, the issue I have, if, if you're already, if your head's not in the space of playing at the Dockers in Rory's case, if it's not, it's hard to see how you're going to get your best out of him. Mm. If ever a player wants to go, I'm inclined to say, let them go. The problem is, let's be honest, contracts in modern day footy have become null and void. He's got two years to run. We know that Jordan Clark's even got a year to run. Yep. Contracts, and we talk about that with the MCG and hosting grand finals, <laughs> that's always brought up, but it's never brought up with players who, at their whim, and whether they cite uh, family reasons, uh, mental health reasons, uh, a range of valid reasons. It just seems that we have got to a position where we should probably not be offering players more than a three- to four-year contract at a time because anything other than that, it's really... I mean, Buddy, to his credit, is going to stick out as long as he can at Sydney given his contractual situation. But I think the players themselves have to take ownership of contracts they sign. Yeah, plenty of... Uh, I reckon there's still one more twist to come in that, Skeet. Don't dig yourself into a hole. Lodge a free dial before you dig inquiry. We'll be back with more after this. Off the Bench with Paul Hazelby and Jimmy Williams. Great to have your company on this Saturday morning. Pardon my croaky voice. It's Mark Reddings alongside Jimmy Williams filling in for Paul Hazelby and Skeet. We got the news this week that the Ashes series looks like it's going to go ahead here in Australia. The England captain, Joe Root, he gathered the troops. He sent a message to them. He said, no, boys, we're going down under. We are going to go and face Australia. And it looks like... It looks like we are going to get the series away. Absolutely. There was a lot of posturing, Jimmy, by the English, and rightfully so. They're trying to get the best deal for their players and their families, which created panic. So two P words, posturing to panic, <laughs> end of the day. We knew they were going to come down here. It was just trying to get themselves, which they have, a beautiful luxury resort in country Victoria where they can put their feet up. No excuses. Even Warney's come out and said, listen, this is more like a pool party than a, than a uh, Ashes <laughs> series, the way they're getting treated by the Australians. So no issue with that. I think that's going to be great. And we need it because guess what? With the A-League starting um, later than normal, probably, and, and disruptions most likely there, the basketball season also uh, with a question mark against it. We can't wait for the Ashes to start. There is one caveat to all this though, Jim, and that's that we might not get to host a test match in Perth, which is looking more and yeah, more likely. Yeah. Uh, WA Cricket Chairman Terry Waldron says it's ridiculous that two Ashes test matches could be played in Melbourne or Sydney given the COVID situation, which would, of course, leave Perth out in the cold for the second year in a row. So that's our big question mark. If I was a betting man, I would suggest Perth unlikely to grant be granted a test match at this stage. It all depends, of course, without writing us off, the time between New South Wales and the Perth test match and what we can do in terms of... Let's be honest, the family shouldn't have to come to Perth for that, that test match. It's, it's a end of the tour. They can be picked up on the way back. There are ways around this, but there needs to be an effort by both Cricket Australia and some goodwill by the cricketers themselves. Mark, someone made an interesting point during the week to me. If, if We obviously had the AFL Grand Final here in Perth because... As it stands right now, WA is COVID-free, right? You're following? Yep. But I am. over in New South Wales and Victoria, they're, they're having hundreds of cases a day. Now, are we even certain that they're going to allow thousands of fans into these test matches? It's a very good question. It's the most obvious one going out there because as it stands, we are uh, in mid-October essentially and the first test up in Brisbane, December 8th, You'd suspect, given Queensland's in a better position than New South Wales and, and, and Victoria, they'll get that test match away with crowds. 
But heading towards Boxing Day and early in the new year, wow, it's a big call to say they'll get capacity crowds at both the MCG and the SCG. And bear in mind, uh, let's be honest, when those two grounds are full, they are fantastic venues to watch oh, cricket. No Boxing Day, the tradition, and even the SCG, it's got so much history there. So far from me to say they shouldn't get a test match, but if there's no crowds, a bit like the AFL, as you say, there's simply no other option. Yeah, it's fascinating, Skeet. I mean, I can understand it from the players' point of view. They don't want to have to come to Australia and have to spend time in quarantine bubbles and, and sort of, you know, have to live under the, the jurisdiction of different states. And that's exactly what Western Australia has done and exactly how we got the grand final here in the first place. There was another massive story during the week, Skeet, and that was Toby Green, the AFL, of course, um, appealing his verdict of a three-game ban. He'll miss the first five matches of season 2022 for making contact with umpire Matt Stevick. Absolutely, and had no trouble with that uh, suspension being at six weeks. In fact, you could argue it may have been even more, given the impact and the influence that AFL players have on junior sports and junior codes. And if they're watching that and see a little hip and shoulder delivered to an umpire, or certainly a shoulder to an umpire, then it's just got a bad look attached to it. So uh, three weeks was far under the odds, way under the odds, and six I'm happy with that, but if someone said to me seven or eight, equally, I think Toby Green has to pay the price for what was a blatantly stupid act, and at the end of the day, um, he's cost himself uh, the rest of the season and part of next season. And there was talk, Jimmy, that he would be potentially the next captain or the new captain heading into 2022. I'm not sure you can put him as the leader if he's going to miss the first five matches of, of next year. I'm not sure you can make him the leader of your football club if he's doing what he did in bumping into an umpire skate, so I completely agree with you there. A sports news update for Novus. There's a Novus near you, 13 Don't let your old windscreen end up as landfill. Call Novus Glass on 13 Now, there's every reason for Eagles fans to be excited. They've got Sam Petrevsky seaton heading to their club next year. In fact, he's already back in Western Australia. And Skate, you and Carl caught up with him earlier Earlier this week on Sports Day, and we'll play the best bits next. Off the bench with Paul Hazelby and Jimmy Williams. Jimmy Williams and Mark Reddings, who's filling in for Paul Hazelby, and it was great to hear from this man, Sam Petrevsky Seaton. He's coming back to Western Australia. He's left Carlton. He will be a West Coast Eagles player in season 2022, and I think that's a golden moment. Skeet up for McMahon. Opportunities as good as gold. McMahon, be more. It was great to hear from Sam Petrevsky Seaton with you and Carl earlier this week on Sports Day. Sam, tell us the process about getting to the West Coast Eagles. Uh, did you hear about their interest early on in the piece? Has it been ongoing for a little while? Talk us through it. Yeah, no, I think um, there was a time back in Melbourne when I sat down with my manager, um, Matt Bain, and at the time, he was looking probably where where I see myself playing my best footy at, and it was a hard decision to make, and um, I always told myself, I'm not in Melbourne, I'm, I'm back home playing footy, so and yeah, West Coast was you know the, the team that came into mind, and sort of went on from there and then he's kind of let me continue to um, you know, play my footy um, throughout the season and he's sort of did the work behind hands. And then, yeah, teared up with Rascos and had a, had a couple of chats with them and, um, yeah, things fell into place pretty smoothly, I guess. 
So it's not like you haven't been getting a game. Uh, in fact, you've done exceptionally well uh, in your first season. You played 20 games, 22 in 2018, 22 in 2019, 16 in 2020, and only 14 this year, which was uh, the least amount of games that you've played in your five seasons at the Carlton Football Club. You've now played 94 games. You're at the right age at 23. You would have learned a lot, matured a lot, I'm sure. And, um, you know, how, how do you feel with the way that you've progressed so far in the comp? Because I reckon probably this year for the first time I saw you being probably thrown around a lot more than probably what you've experienced before yeah that's right um, this year was a bit different for me hopefully trying to put myself a role into the team at Carlton and it was a bit different getting thrown around in different positions um, hopefully you know didn't really have a permanent spot to play a permanent role for the team um, some consistency throughout the year but it wasn't the case so you know found myself in and out and yeah, I couldn't be. Um, I guess just yeah, lucky I had um, good development coaches around around at Carlton that you know where, had myself to. Where would you like to play, mate? Because look, you start off as a forward, and then you know you, you found yourself back. And where where do you like to feel like you can settle in at at West Coast and and challenge? Yeah, definitely. I think I'll be um, playing my best footy through the midfield forward role. I think um, that's where I can play my best footy at. Um, I know I can do it, and there's a bit of patches that that showed throughout my five years at Carlton, and I think obviously now arriving at West Coast, you know, I can sit down with the coaches and 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 the players trust, and I guess you know from day one of pre-season get started and um, you know trust try try my heart out and and trust one of the players who play that role through the midfield and um, half forward, getting up high on the ground and applying those forward pressure. New Eagles, Sam Petrevsky, Seaton there. Golden moments for McMahon. McMahon has opportunities as good as gold. Visit careers.mcmahon.com.au. McMahon, be more. We'll be back with more from the Eagles recruit, Sam Petrevsky, Seaton, after this. Off the bench with Paul Hazelby and Jimmy Williams. Jimmy Williams and Mark Reddings filling in for Paul Hayes. We were having a chat to Sam Petrevsky seaton who signed with West Coast this week. He's coming over from Carlton. Hey, Sammy, you must be licking your lips if you get a chance inside the centre square of looking up at uh, Big Nick Nat just uh, palming down one your way. Oh, yeah, 100%. Mate. Um, you know, to him, to have him as a ruckman and, you know, seeing over his career what he's done and how high he can jump and, you know, knock it down a few players throw it. But, um, no, I think the West Coast midfield... Um, they're really strong, and I reckon I can really learn a lot from them and you know, develop my, my craft with them and, and I guess you know, try to build some chemistry within the teammates I have now and um, you know, really work alongside of them, especially the boys in the midfield. You must be looking forward to getting back to some warm weather, Sammy, because those winters over in Victoria, they can be stinking cold, mate. And being a boy from up in uh, Halls Creek and Fitzroy Crossing, where the family hails from, I know you came down to school down here, mate, but, uh, gee, you must be looking... I know it's still a little bit chilly at the moment, but you must be looking forward to some nice weather, eh? Oh, yeah, 100%. No, holy, uh, you don't see the sun um, as much as you'd like in Melbourne winter, but... Um... Nah, today was a good day, good morning for it. And um, now nah, looking forward to a bit of warm weather, especially back home up north. And you know, if I get a chance to head back up there, I'll be definitely um, getting the rig out and try try get a bit of colour. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> I'll tell you what, you look at Carl and I both. Little, yeah, uh, we're not taking our rigs skinny, out, mate. Skinny white legs, and uh, Carl's got a burnt <laughs> scone at the moment. Uh, you're probably looking a bit better than us, Sammy. But just quickly, when do you jump into training? Are you doing a bit of work as we speak? Um, how are you place for the start of pre season? 
Yeah, we are in the process of doing a two-week uh, two week quarantine. I was lucky enough to have a good look set up here by the uh, Ross, uh, Ross and Carolyn Sharp. There's some place with um, Gold Coast German Sharp, so I'm set up here with them and, um, you know, got myself a bike, a few weights and treadmills. So I've been doing my work um, in quarantine and then, you know, hopefully I'll look at my training schedule and, you know, I might tweak a few things to get me, get me back up and running and, Hopefully ready for pre-season. So, no, things tracking really well at the moment. Um, I'm pretty happy with how I'm going here, doing a bit of training and working with what I have. Good work, mate. Thanks for the chat. Take care and uh, we'll see you when you're back home. No, beautiful. Appreciate it, guys. Have a good one. Sam Petrevsky seaton there, brand-new West Coast Eagles player heading west from Carlton after 94 games, former pick number six in the 2016 NAB AFL draft. He's only six games away from the ton. Won't that be special to play that here in Western Australia at Optus Stadium? It was a three-way trade the West Coast were part of with Carlton and the Western Bulldogs. Pick 52 went back to Carlton for Petrevsky seaton and the Blues on traded that to the Western Bulldogs to receive Lockie Young. Thanks for your company on Off the Bench. Jimmy Williams, Mark Reddy. Thanks, Mark, for your time. Paul Hazelby will be back with me next Saturday morning. Can't wait to catch up with you then. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au. Predict Australia's score with a crystal ball. And it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply.